This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm really excited to be here today with you and with our guest, Kelly Lebeck. You're going to love her, which I think is what I say about almost every guest here because it is so fun to have these conversations and bring you this. And Kelly has a really special place in my heart, and I'll explain why. So Kelly is just this amazing human. You're going to hear that in a minute. She is has such a gift. She's, I would call her a healer or a nervous system practitioner, and I'm like totally going rogue and off of her bio right now, not on her bio right now, um, because she might say something different about herself, but that's what I consider her. And she's a coach, she's a speaker, she really helps women come back into balance, specifically women who are change makers and mothers and just doing amazing work in the world and doing it so hard that they get out of balance and she helps bring them back into balance. Again, my words, not hers. Um, but Kelly came into my world via Flow365. She was a member of Flow365. She actually still is a member of Flow365. She came in at the beginning of the pandemic and she was really ready to amp up her business and she wanted to do that in a balanced way while she was raising, while she was raising, while she, because she is raising an amazing child. Um, and she wanted to be able to do both. And because her work is very much about taking care of the body and emotions, she's a totally 100% a woman who walks her talk. And so she was just trying to balance all the things as many people in Flow365 are. And at the same time that she came in, one of my kiddos, my middle kid, was having a really hard time. It was the beginning of the pandemic. And I had just, what is the right way to say it? Dove into, yes, dove into, um, really taking care and tending to my own nervous system so that I could really be there for her. Like I wanted to be there for her in a way that I'm not sure I had shown up before. And that involved a lot of nervous system work. So Kelly came in and she does nervous system work and I was doing nervous system work. And sort of at the same time, I just got clued in um, to how important it is to really tend to our nervous system when we have really big, important goals and work. And at the time, I actually wasn't talking about my work work. I was talking about my work as a mother, even though I was doing work at the time as well. I was right here um, on this podcast and and doing flow and all the things. Um, and I was really, really, really thinking about how I show up as a mother. And so 
it just dawned on me that when we're in such big changes and, you know, at the time, obviously, like I was trying to create a change in our family. I was trying to, I was also at, at this moment, right before COVID, I had decided this was the year we were really going to grow Plan Simple. Uh, so I was trying to grow. My body was changing because, you know, I'm in my mid, I'm in my late 40s now. At the time, I was more in my mid 40s. And it was, it was a time of change. And I could see how the nervous system, how it played into making change in a just more easeful way if I was really tending to it. And so here Kelly was, this person who I could talk to. I had never known anyone who did this before. And she was right there in my program. And I was doing this work. And I could see the benefit of anyone who had a goal tending to their nervous system. And so shortly after she joined Flow, I had her start to run some sessions for our members. We did it sort of sporadically at the beginning. And then we made it a regular thing. So now once a month, Kelly does a nervous system session. And it's really about as we're creating change and that might get us a little bit off kilter in our nervous systems. I'm not even sure if that's the way she would say it, but that's the way I'm going to say it. Um, she helps us come back and come back into our body and come back into balance. And it's changed how I reach my goals, how I feel about reaching my goals. It, it just offers this sense of this like added sense of feeling held. I've always said that what we do is really hold your hand, hold space for women who are making change. And this was just a level we didn't have. We added this and we added our monthly OM, which you all have met Julie. And we'll link that show up in the show notes too. You've met Julie who does our monthly OM, which is in my, in my mind, um, the monthly OM is more about going out into the future and, and bringing the future back to the present and the nervous system, the healing work that Kelly does is more about going into the past and bringing it to the pre like healing it so that we can be in the present. So they're both about getting to the present, but sort of in a different um, way. At least that's how I see it. Um, I'm not sure that either of them would explain it this way, but that's okay. Their work is so impactful and it's helping so many women in Flow 365 really get amazing results in their life and really lean into different parts of their life and pieces of themselves that in the past they haven't been able um, to do at that level. And, and I attribute it to all the work we do, but this work has been really, really important. So I'm so excited to finally get Kelly on the show <laughs> because I really want you to hear from her and hear her explain it in her words, um, what it is that she does. Now, obviously she only is, is she's in flow as, as a, as a participant, as an amazing community member, as such a generous community member community member and she teaches once a month. So of course she has this amazing practice where she's supporting women really all over the world. And maybe she even supports men. I don't know, but I know I'm talking to a lot of women here um, all over the world. I mean, that's her, that's her business. That's what she does. And I'm just so excited and, and honored to have her here with us today because really, 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 there's nothing that the nervous system doesn't affect. And I think that's one of the things that she'll share right at the beginning. So before we get Kelly on the show, I just have a 
quick-ish announcement, which is that talking about Flow 365, we are opening enrollment for a short window from April 12th to 19th. So if you go to plansimple.com right now and you click on Flow 365, you can actually hop on the wait list. We will tell everybody on the wait list about things in advance of when we tell everybody else things. There will be some fun bonuses. There will be some... Um, really powerful bonuses for people who can take quick action. I'm really excited to offer those. And so if you want to get on the wait list, that's how you would be the first to know. So if, if you're serious about joining Flow right now, um, come and get on the wait list. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can go also read all about it on the page where you can get on the wait list. And also I will be talking about it more as we head into April 12th. So know that that's coming too. All right. I'm, um, I'm really excited to open the window right now because I think often we think about stepping into a year-long container at the new year, and that's not how we work around here. It's, it's really interesting. It's kind of even actually throughout the year. There might be a little bit more of an influx of people in January, but we tend to open it up once a season. And the spring, I think, is a really potent time to join because it's a time when we're we're sort of, um, it's almost like we're coaxed away from what we want. Just like with the energy and the air, it's harder to concentrate. It's harder to be, it's easier to be distracted. And yet often those seeds that we planted in the quote unquote winter are really wanting to come through. So there's this, there's this real pull I find in the spring of, of wanting to, create something new, of wanting to make things happen, whether that's at home or in your business, uh, with your teenagers or for your in, for your body, right? And we're looking at all of that in Flow 365. We're really trying to come into balance and, and understand as, as we're changing seasons and we're changing like literal seasons in the year, but also, you know, people in Flow, we're, we're changing seasons. You know, maybe our kids are going from you know, a younger age to to an older age, their teens or young adults even. And our bodies are shifting from uh, this this ideal that we might hold on to <laughs> from our 30s, but we're just, that's not where we are anymore. And often at this same phase as women, we're really stepping into what is our purpose? Like, why are we here? What is our work? What do we want to be doing? How do we how do we want to be leaving legacy and impact? And that looks a little bit different for everybody. But these are questions that I find as women, we're really asking at this time. And often our male counterparts are asking different questions. And our communities aren't talking about the things we talk about <laughs> around here. So it, it becomes a really beautiful place to bring everything to the table and really look at what it, it looks like to create change, not in isolation, right? So it's not like you're just building a business or you're just raising your, your kids or, or learning how to release your kids into the world or um, honoring your body and, and helping your body have lots of energy. It's not like you're you're doing those things in isolation. You're seeing how it all works together. Um, and there's more pieces too than that. But those are the three things that, you know, really um, women are coming in to, to bring into balance. So if that's of interest to you, definitely go hop on the wait list. I, again, think spring and we're in spring in the in the Northern Hemisphere, but it's fall in the Southern Hemisphere. And spring and fall to me are the most 
I don't know, active in different ways, seasons. And so it's really helpful to have the support if you're if you're if you're feeling like that need to do, to make, to create, yet you're sort of done with the the working around the clock, the hustle, the always feeling like there's something more to do. That's really what we're trying to solve for around here. We don't want to live that way because that's not the way you want to live anymore. That is not what you know, the 40s, 50s, and 60s are about. That's maybe what our 20s were about. But we're, we're over that. We, we want to live a balanced life at this point. And, and that's what we do in flow. So if you want to hop on the wait list, go hop on the wait list. We'll, our, someone on the team will reach out to you. Um, and you know you can be looking for when enrollment opens up on the 12th. All right. I think that's what I got to say about that. And I'm so excited to bring the amazing Kelly Lubeck on the show. Hello, Miss Kelly. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you, Mia. I'm glad to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here with you today because I get to see you a lot. So it's super fun to be on the podcast with you. So I've introduced you to our audience, but will you just tell us a little bit, like, I mean, I feel like I've officially introduced you. So Will you tell us a little bit about how you yourself got into really tending to your own nervous system as part of now what you do for others? Like, we go back a little and explain like how this work maybe has affected your own life? That's such a good question. It's been a long journey and a journey of unfolding, I think, in lots of ways. A big piece of it was, I'll say, going back to my international service-based work public health work that I've done in Central America and El Salvador and in Africa and in some urban settings in the U.S., including New York City, and realizing that through my experience of work, which is really devoted and really committed and passionate, that I reached a level of burnout. And I've been there a couple of times and I ended up very, very sick, physically sick, and in a medical system that couldn't explain what was going on with me. And really trying to navigate my way back to wellness because I'd always felt really healthy and vibrant and wanted to get my find my way back. And through discovering a number of different modalities and ways of self-healing and having sort of hit been on the burnout train a couple of times, I ended up discovering some of the nervous system work and recognizing the impact that my work and my overwork, my overcommitment, my overperforming had affected my nervous system. And that was a huge piece of the burnout. And so it was kind of unwinding many of these old patterns. So I just dove in. I love it. Well, and we're going to get like into some specifics because one of the things, so I met Kelly at first because someone referred her into Flow 365. And so she was, you know, she was in there, like we were working together and planning her days and her business and her motherhood and all the things together. I remember just being like fascinated by what you were trying to do. And like, I feel like at the time you came into flow, which was probably like three years ago or something, is that that right? so. like nervous system, the word nervous system, and it sort of dovetailed maybe with the pandemic. I feel like around that time, the word nervous system started becoming more prevalent. Does that feel true? Or maybe I yeah. just became aware became, of it? No, it was like totally part of the popular. Yeah. So it became like this word that got thrown out there. And I remember like not really understanding what that meant. So like every time you got on, I like, I wanted to know more and more and really understand what it was that you do. And then the more I understood that, but then quickly what we did was we brought you into flow to be a teacher because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so important because as everyone is like doing their next level of life and business and 
you know, whatever they're doing, like our nervous system totally gets triggered. And I was like, oh my gosh, what you do is so necessary in us, like having this like personal growth trajectory, because it can really, you know, create us to just want to go hide under a bed, or at least that's what I was finding. Totally. So will you explain to everybody just like the 101 version of the nervous system and why it matters? Like just like yeah. why it is that we need to tend to this thing that's called our nervous system that is now a word that we're throwing around very loosely. Yeah, that people are just throwing around and don't necessarily know what it means, except they know that theirs feels yes. somehow altered after the last few years. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, no, I love talking about the nervous system in part because there's nothing it doesn't affect. Like it affects our physical health, our mental and emotional health, our spiritual health, the ways that we set goals, our relations with, you know, in partnership with family, with our kids, with our colleagues, with whatever we're creating out in the world, with clients or patients and anyone that we're of service to. Like we are continuously perceiving and bringing in through the senses, right? Through our senses, we are perceiving the world and then patterning within our systems and understanding what's happening out in the world, what's safe, what's not safe. And then what we project out into the world too is our expression of the sort of blueprint that lives inside of us. And so the really foundational parts of the nervous system or what I like to talk about is that we have the autonomic nervous system, which is really the part that we're talking about for the most part. We have the central nervous system, which is the brain and spinal cord, and then the autonomic nervous system, which extends out from the brain or spinal cord and affects every single organ, every single part of our body. There's nothing that is within our body system that isn't impacted by it. And that autonomic nervous system is responsible for all of the automatic functions. So our breathing, our wound healing, our hormones, our heartbeat, our respiration, all of that is nervous system. But it's, of course, also how we are out in the world. And I think two important pieces that are also important to mention are if you break down the autonomic nervous system into two branches, you have the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. So, so often what we hear about is the sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight response. And yes. that gets thrown out lots, right? Everyone knows the fight or flight response. And there's been lots of that in recent years with all of the world events. <laughs> and then what we don't hear about quite as much is the parasympathetic nervous system, which is both our freeze response, which there's also been a lot out of that shutdown yep. and kind of, you know, tamping down of emotions and expression. And then the other part of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is on the complete other end of the continuum, is the part that is about love and connection. And that is almost never mentioned when we talk about the nervous system, but it's essential because the other parts are survival parts. The fight, flight, freeze are all about survival, whereas your parasympathetic love and connection part is about connection and about being in village or connecting with other humans or other beings or with the earth. And that love and connection piece is actually what sustains us and really differentiates us and allows us to heal. So that's some kind that. of foundational parts of the nervous system. So when the nervous system is out of whack or, you know, not working for us in the way that it's meant to, will you explain how that shows up in our body? Because I know you said that like when you got into burnout, you know, it started showing up in your body and different things and no one could uncover that. So will you talk a little bit about that? Like how that actually affects our well-being? 
Yeah, absolutely. So this is a great question. So I'm going to go about it a couple of ways and you just catch me if I go off track. But one piece I think is important to mention with the nervous system is that when we have a tendency towards a certain way of functioning, so our tendency might be that sympathetic mode and the go, 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 go. And it might not be fight or flight, but it might just be like an elevated level of stress hormone, an elevated heart rate, an elevated level of attention, which is needed and important and healthy. And you know, going in to do a big presentation or launching a new program or starting a new project or giving birth to a child, giving birth to anything can really elevate the sympathetic nervous system. We have to be on, we have to be charged up. It's a really healthy expression of our nervous system capacity. So what happens is, you know, we show up, we go to work, we do all the things. We like to come home, take care of the kids. We like manage a crisis. We tend to all the clients or all the patients or all the students or whatever it is we're doing in the world. And we're in the go, 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 go mode. And then it comes time to come home, have dinner, sit down, enjoy the family, or just enjoy some quiet. We can't turn the switch off. We can't turn the brain off. We can't get to sleep. We can't, Mm. you know, we might be struggling with anxiety. And I know that's often referred to as a mental health issue, but it's, we're all the same body, right? And so that nervous system impacts that expression of energy in the body. So the other thing that can happen is that if our tendency is more to go into freeze or shutdown mode, which, you know, many in the pandemic just experienced that kind of level of overwhelm where it's like, I better sit down on the couch and just like, you know, have some munchies and like soothe myself with some Netflix and ice cream or chips or whatever. And that is totally our freeze response. Like it's the body saying here, death feels imminent. And so we just need to shut things down. So it's not a painful, hard one. And because there was so, you know, so much up in the world and so many people's systems were activated, for many people, it became a place where there was more of the shutdown. And then when that becomes more of the anchoring place for people, what can happen is that shutdown then leads to a level of freeze. And so it's hard to come out. And that can look lots of ways. It can look like more of a depressed state. It can look like it's hard to get up and move or do, you know, really important movement for physical activity or to get things moving in business or with family or personal plans. It can make planning really difficult. And it can also, it can sometimes look like, you know, chronic fatigue and these expressions that are just lower, slower, harder to manage and still hard to step into love and connection. So yep. those are ways that it can show up. And basically- so, In a review for once, so are we trying to make it so that our nervous system is always leaning toward the love and connection? Or like, what are we trying to do with our nervous system? Like, yeah. what is the I goal? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for asking that question. So the thing that's so fascinating to me about the nervous system, and I remember learning this and being like, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. You know, I think in part because so the sort of popular understanding of the nervous system is around the fight or flight response. Right. And so people think, oh, we need to come and be in a state of calm. But actually, that's not what we're aiming to do with the nervous system. What we actually are aiming to do is grow our capacity to experience whatever is out there in the world or inner world and in our lives and build our capacity to do the things that we want to do and create what we want to create and be able to connect with people in powerful ways 
we don't want to shut down our capacity to be in a more elevated, escalated state. That's for our biology and survival. So we may need it in a moment of survival, but we may also need it just to be able to have energy to go for a run or to have energy to go out and launch a new program or a new business or to have energy to take care of something that happens with the kids and be able to manage things that are happening on the family front. Like we need more heightened sympathetic state in order to be able to respond. We also need to be able to come into a lower or slower state to be able to return to rest and to be able to go into good digestion mode. We can't always be in the go-go-go mode because it impairs our digestion. We hear of rest and digest mode, right? So we want to be able to come back to that place. And for sure, we want to grow our capacity to be able to be in a state of love and connection. And I think so often for me, that is almost like the symbol or the expression of a nervous system whose capacity has been built and that has healed because it's not stuck. It's able to move between or flow. We talk about flow in the nervous system world, like being able to flow between the different states and turn on the switch that needs to be turned on in the right moment, and then to be able to turn it off and turn something else on. So we want to be able to flow between sympathetic and engaged and parasympathetic love and connection and the slowdown there. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And I love that explanation because I feel like the way that it sometimes gets simplified or talked about by people who don't know what they're talking about when we're always hearing about fight, flight, and freeze is that there's like bad and good, you know, or that those are bad. And, you know, now you're saying that there's very good still parts like that don't have to do with us chasing lions lions and tigers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a time to like turn on the place of being chased by the lions entirely. Like most of us have had some experience in our lives where we needed to be in that state. The problem is our modern life continues to tell us we need to be in that state all the time. And we're not built to be like that. Like that, yeah. in our wild animal selves, from time to time, a cheetah is going to be chased by a tiger and she needs to be able to run 70 miles an hour and like run her little legs off and then be able to like drop into freeze mode and play dead and then shake it off and come back to the world. But that's not an everyday occurrence. Like I don't want to be in bodies that are every day feeling like they're being chased by a tiger. So there's something really, really important that you just said to Mia, which is that so often I hear people talking about the nervous system and saying, come find your calm, which is a really nice, like, you know, advertising. Because so many don't feel calm, but it's or good marketing, right? But the truth is, we don't want to be calm all the time. We're not built to be calm all the time. And our systems don't, unless we're living in some mountain or living in a cave and meditating 24 hours a day, like on end and not living, you know, a modern life, we're not built for that. That's not what we want to be doing. And what I find with clients and with people in my programs is they come and they say, oh my gosh, I just keep like trying to find the calm or I'm doing all the practices or I'm trying all the things and they're not working. And so sometimes people get stuck even in this sympathetic mode, like doing all the yoga, doing the breathing exercises, like trying all these different things to find calm when what their system actually needs is to be in a more revved up sympathetic state and to be able to express in that state and release the energy. We're not going to get into that today, but to release some of the stored survival stress that's so essential for our survival, but then we need to get rid of it. 
Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Cause I think like, it's funny. I'm like, Oh my God, when have I promised, when have I said that? Cause like, I feel like a lot of times I'm talking about getting more calm, but the reason I'm yeah. doing that is to balance out. Cause for me, I think it's a lot about balance and that going back and forth between all the different, you know, systems and not getting stuck in one. And for me, weirdly, I'm very naturally wired to calm. Like, yeah. so I don't know what happened, but like, you know, whatever I experienced as a child or whatever, like that was my defense ne- mechanism yes. was to get as calm as possible. And so yeah. for me, actually, it's been the opposite. Like I've had to find my fight, like in order yeah. to really show up and be productive. So as a result, I help a lot of people get calmer, but like my own personal story has been kind of the opposite. Like I've had to find the fight part so I can see how yeah. flowing between those is so necessary. Totally. I just want to say one more thing, Mia, and that is that I think so many, especially women, have grown up learning to adapt to their environment and to do, there's another piece of the nervous system expression, which is is heard of less, which is the fawn and like the appease, which is the sort of taking care of the environment around you. You stay really calm to make sure that everything else, that you're not kind of rocking the boat or stirring things up in the environment around you. But the cost of that is that you have inside of you frozen survival stress that never got released. And I find that so many people, very like high level professionals, you know, leaders who are so capable of self-regulation and of, you know, tuning it down. If, you know, somebody's coming at them with super fight or flight energy and they're just able to stay super steady and it's a power move, right? It's a total superpower, but it can manifest later as health issues because what happens is we are working so hard to tamp down those expressions in our own system and have been doing it for a lifetime that, like you said, you have to find your fight. And so many of the people I'm working with, we're actually looking, it's like undoing the good girl mechanisms and like yes. doing all of the training around having been, you know, the good one or the super achiever or the one who doesn't rock the boat and who's always there for others, which is such an amazing, beautiful thing, but not if you're not showing up for yourself and not if you're not able to get into the other state of the nervous system where things do need to be released. So I love that. I love that. And I got lucky because for me, it didn't show like the warning sign of doing like the work that I love that vision of like things just get stuck within you. And for me, it didn't show up in my health. It showed up in the health of my daughter. And so it was like three years ago when she had her mental health crisis of sorts. And my calmness actually helped the situation a lot. But in the end, the work I had to do to stay calm was go in and unpack all the things that I had tampered down in my own teen years and sort of like unconsciously passed along to her. I had to go clean all that up and like really face it and really like find my fight in that situation. So it was very interesting. So I got lucky that it didn't show up in my health, but it for sure showed up in, you know, my mental health probably because I was mirroring her in that way. Absolutely. And she was mirroring for you and showing you what it was that needed healing. And I just want to say one piece on that because so much of my work is the nervous system work, but I also bring in this shamanic lens. Like I do shamanic healing work. And, you know, when we speak of doing healing work, we talk about when you heal this generation, like right now within us, that heals, it ripples out. It ripples out seven generations forward and seven generations back. And your daughter was totally showing up to help heal this generational pattern. That's something that was so deep in the lineage 
that really needed attention. And you were able to unpack that and work with it and bring your tools and skills and everything that you've learned, including your calm. Which, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. But then she was showing you the way of what needed support and healing yes. within you. And what got that. buried. Yeah. yeah. And I also just want to say, because I know you said I got lucky because it didn't show up in my health. And I just want to say, again, from the shamanic lens, in the same way this showed up in your daughter, because lots of people, Mia, would say what showed up for your daughter didn't feel like a lucky break for you. <laughs> right, right. No, exactly, exactly. And many would have found that more devastating than their own health challenges. But when things show up in the body, it's the same thing. It is the yes. body system saying like, there has been some pattern of engagement here that is no longer working. And it is asking for attention. And with our love and attention and healing processes and tending to the nervous system on many fronts, we can do so much to heal the body. So I just want to say that for people who might yep. be struggling with health issues, like it's not a done deal just because you ended up with a health issue from all these patterns that have been created through your upbringing. Like it actually is a really beautiful signal of something that wants your attention and that can be healed. Like that's, yeah. that's part of my work yeah, that I, I love, love that. unpacking. Yeah. That. So yeah. I love that. And well, so I'm glad you mentioned that you have more than just being, you know, working with the nervous system and because I've seen you at work. And so I just want to honor the piece that's like, there's this like piece of Kelly's work. That's like, you know, she's working one-on-one -on -one with clients and it's like, you know, you're the healer and you're doing all sorts of magical things that are helping people. And when you show up in flow, because we're, you know, we're operating, you're reading the energy of our whole group and we're operating in really simple steps that are just like tools that are helping us show up to daily life. They're so simple, but I think of that often because even when you said earlier that like, yeah, we all know we need to sleep, but yet like how many of us stay up and watch Netflix instead of going to sleep, Not right? Netflix. Like, also yeah, have, yeah. Have working or yeah right. Like anything, like anything. So it's like, there's these things like, and sometimes when you show up, I'm like, you know, because we're together in this group, it's like, everyone's feeling like the amazing, like Kelly always starts our sessions every month with having us orient and look around our space and get like oriented physically in our space. And it is like the simplest, easiest, like two minute practice <laughs> that is just so grounding. She's been doing this now, like we're on our second year of doing this together. And Every single time I'm like, whoa, you know, like sometimes she tells us look for another color and another shape, but like, besides that, it's like kind of the same. And yeah. it always just surprises me how simple it is to reorient ourselves into the energy that like, I guess the part of our nervous system that we need to make flow into next. And yet not a lot of us give ourselves permission to do that yeah. on a regular basis. And I think there's like, it's almost like, and I definitely have this too. Like there's this belief that it can't possibly be that easy because if, if we feel this bad or something's this hard, like it has to be like a really hard way out. Like, so right. why even try? So yeah. I don't know. What's your wisdom behind all that? Yeah. So first of all, I just love that you're highlighting that piece because, well, there's a couple of things. One, the orienting is the most simple practice. And for some, it can be really calming. For others, it's really activating. But it is a way of learning to see ourselves in relationship to our environment. And when we start really simple, I mean, we can go complicated. I've got complicated practices we can do. But what I find is that people get kind of looped into the complexity of things. And we do that enough already in our brains, right? We're always looking at the complexity of life and the complexity of our plans. And like, we need more simple. <laughs> and so bringing that in bringing simplicity in and putting it almost like blank slate allows us to see more of what shows up 
right? And allows us to see the unfolding of what is showing up for us. And the other thing that I think is important is, yes, we're on our second year of doing this in flow. And I love bringing this work into flow. And I'm so appreciative, both for me, because I love offering it and receiving it. And that I think it's such an important part of any programmatic work, like of any offering. If we are working on personal development or healing or growth or planning, like all of it needs the nervous system work, because again, our nervous system impacts all of it. But one of the reasons that I always begin with it is because it becomes this pattern that is predictable. And it's a recognizable pattern that everyone can lean into. And part of why you're discovering new things is because it's become a safe practice for you. And you have learned to unfold or unpack things in that space. And you can see more because we keep returning to the practice with different you know, a different twist or different nuance to each of the times that we offer it. But as we come into what is stable and predictable, it actually allows our systems to lean in and be able to find or do more of the healing or discover more of what's underneath the surface, underneath the patterns. And so with the simple practices, you know, people can take two minutes a day or two minutes a few times a day and learn to tap in as our bodies and our minds and our hearts and our spirits drop into the patterning or the practices or the habitual or predictable, it becomes easier and easier to do. And our bodies and minds and hearts and spirits learn to drop in and develop that awareness and get things more quickly than they would if it were a long involved thing that is done differently every time. If, does that right. make sense? It makes total sense. I feel like you've brought in the practice before of, is it true that you've brought in movements from Qigong into our things? I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm doing a hundred days of the same practice every morning. Yeah. So I'm on day, like, as we're recording this, I think I'm on day like 30 or something, but it has been amazing. And at first someone told me to buy this course, which was like a slightly different practice every morning, but I just found this like guy on YouTube and I love him. And I tried a few other ones and there's something so calming about just doing the same thing. Even though my brain is like, I wonder if it would be better to do something different today. Or like, I feel like maybe if I do the same thing every day, like I'm missing some piece or whatever, but like really, if I drop into my own self and body, like, first of all, every time I do it, I hear something different, which still baffles me because it's like only 15 minutes. I'm like, how have I not heard the whole 15 minutes after 30 times? But literally every time I hear a different like thing or a different bit of wisdom, it's fascinating. I love that so much. And yes, exactly. It's what you're saying is you're returning to this familiar place. And, you know, one of my programs that I lead, like we have this virtual space, it's on Zoom, but we have this virtual space that we meet and we go back there every time. Like it's our virtual meeting space and we do healing work in that space. And I tell people it's a place you can return to in between our calls. You can drop in, you can, you know, gather up the healing from this space And it is like the familiar and pattern and predictable place they can return to just like what you're doing and you're creating this daily practice, which is so amazing. And then getting to uncover what's there and it can be uncovered more easily because we find patterns as we look over and over and over at things, right? So you can see bigger things, you can see deeper things, and you can also uncover new things because you keep returning to the same and seeing what's different, right? I have a random question, but I feel like I notice this a lot actually in flow. So you can just like, I should just call you in next time that this comes up, but it's like, 
I notice what happens sometimes is when we decide we want something and then it, it is something that we're needing to cultivate a habit around. But there's like, like, even if it's like eating healthy dinner every night or whatever, like, I feel like a lot of people have the block that it's bad to do something the same, like it's bad to be consistent or it's bad not to want variety. Yeah. And it almost, it's like it activates something in them. Is that nervous system related or no? Cause like, I feel it's, like it's, it's a very totally like primal thing that happens. Yeah, totally. And even just this idea, like you were saying with your practice, should I be doing something different? Yeah. And I, I think there's a little bit of the, modern life craziness and the social media and access to media and information in a way that's like, no, you're always supposed to be stimulated. There's so much going on. You should always know, right? And it's like so intense. And so our systems are asking for that because that is familiar, but there can be something so helpful and supportive in planning and in creation by having more predictable. And all of us dance with this. I'm not immune just because I teach it and do it very regularly. But part of you know what I had mentioned earlier on is just the idea that we develop patterns of behavior or patterns of response in response to often very early programming and what was determined to be safe or what was determined to support us in having love and belonging and connection. And so if what supported you in having love and belonging and connection was some level of unpredictability, then that may be where your mind goes, right? It might mm. be the, oh no, we got to keep it, we got to keep it different or interesting. And I also feel like sometimes in the personal development world, there's this idea of, no, you got to keep going and got to keep expanding and you got to keep doing new and doing more. I don't know, personally, in the last few months, I am rejecting that like I've never experienced in my life. I'm like, nope, let's just turn in. Let's get quiet. Let's like go into more patterned and predictable. And it feels really good. <laughs> yeah, it's and interesting. I'm I mean, that yeah, I feel like the place that I did that the most was in mothering. Mm. And very early on, like that was super appealing to me. And because I think it felt, I mean, I didn't even know the word nervous system at the point that I was doing this, but at the time, it felt so in alignment that what's interesting, I'm just thinking out loud right now, but like what was super interesting is that like Little League and all these things. Like, so for me, there was like very predictable rhythms that I like led with as a mom with my kids. You know, I was working the whole time, but like, just when I'm thinking about my kids, there was like very predictable rhythms. And we had a lot of like, I don't want to say rules around that, but boundaries around that. So like no things on weekends, like we were really like no technology. We were really like, it sounds kind of, I don't know, Amish. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like kind of weird, but I say it out loud, but it was very helpful in so, me being present. Yeah. And it's interesting that like in that time, especially when my kids were young, this all shifted as they got older and with the pandemic, but in that time when they were young, like there was no temptation or questions around a lot of the things that I was drawing really firm boundaries on and were making me like, if I had thought about it too long and compared myself to too many people, I would have felt like really weird. Yeah. But because it was so in alignment, I guess, with my system, it just like, and, and it was so repeatable and it was so rhythmic yeah. to exactly the phase we were in. It yes. really was fine. I so love interesting. That. And I love that instinct that you had to create that for your kids. And it sounds like it was probably really helpful for you as well, just to yeah. have this the rhythm and the predictability. And I could go off on rhythm too. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it's funny because well, it's, but my husband, we like, we still laugh about it because like, really, if we're really being honest, yes, we wanted the best for our kids. We weren't sure about technology, but really it made it easier for us on Saturday yeah. morning that we weren't leaving at eight o'clock in the morning to go play soccer with a five-year-old. Yeah. So 
And we did try that. Like, so we had the comparison and it just made all the difference to our own systems. Like we were able to show up as better people. So I don't know know, how we got on that tangent, but it's interesting. It's interesting how, when, you know, and it's a practice like that, I still, you know, have to find on a regular basis, but like when you're really in alignment that way, it's easy to like, it's easier to see what's next. Can I just say, and I think in terms of planning, yeah, that's really supportive, right? It's like you have your rhythms and then you're going to do something different. You have your like established predictable foundation upon which you're working. But then when you want to do something different, you know how it can fit in because you have already established rhythms. Yes. Alarms that keep going off. (laughs) Yes. No. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so important. I mean, I think that's why I've found that this piece is so important, right? Because it's like, if we can have these practices, then my goal is that everybody can show up and be the parent they want to be and create the work in the world they want to do and take impeccable care of themselves. And it's all sounds really good. But when you do all that in our world, which is so kooky, right? You know, it gets kookier and kookier every day. It can really set off our nervous system, you know? And so we need to be able to respond to that, to be able to move forward. Or otherwise we're all just going to sit on the couch and eat popcorn and watch Netflix because it's a much easier. It's so much easier (laughs) scenario. (laughs) It's like way easier. You can, you have you ever seen that movie Wally? Oh, you should watch it one day. You can totally see how that would come true. It's like basically like this apocalyptic, but like Disney movie, but it's like everyone, the earth got so bad that everyone had to go into a spaceship. But by the time the people got, oh, the spaceship, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, yeah. you know, like everybody, nobody could walk anymore. And it's yeah. like, you can totally see how that would be the easy path. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And if I'm remembering correctly on the spaceship they were on, they have this like kind of fake world where they were being given fake stuff where they got to sit and have yeah. this very rhythmic existence, but they were so checked out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like when we check in, we need these rhythms. All right. Awesome. So I feel like we could talk all day, obviously, but so mm-hmm. everyone listening, you've got to go into Kelly's world or come into flow or something to get more of this. So tell everybody how to find you in your world. Yeah. So I am admittedly not very active on social media, but I can, I do have a regular newsletter that I send out. You can sign up for that. Or you can check out my website at kellylubeck.com. That's K-E-L-L-Y-L-U-B-E-C-K.com. And I offer retreats and programs and private coaching work. I have a small group of private clients I work with. So if any of this work sounds of interest, then people can feel free to reach Amazing. out to me at that at the site. So exciting. And I mean, Kelly has this gift with anyone who's like a change maker and like that, you know, like the epitome of the person who like takes it all on. I feel like you have such a gift with that that person. Yeah. And then obviously she's also every month in flow. So you want to get a lot of Kelly, you come in there too, and we'll all take care of you. So thank you so much. Have I missed anything? Is there like any piece of wisdom that you want to leave people with that I've missed? Cause I feel like we covered a lot of ground. We covered a lot of ground and I feel like we could keep talking all day. I think I just want to say this one piece, which is my little motto that I love to share, which is the world needs you well. And Mm -hmm. I say that and it's like so deep in my heart and they sound like really simple words, but whatever it is you're doing, whether you're teaching or providing healing services or working in medicine or working in education or providing business services or whatever it is that you're doing in the world or caregiving parents or children. 
when you can show up well, when you can show up with a nervous system that has grown its capacity and when you can show up both in calm, but also in a moment of more heightened energy and in love and connection, that helps you to do whatever you do, whether it's parenting or teaching or healing or whatever it is out in the world, it just helps you to do that better. And I just feel like it's so, so important for us to remember that because it can be so easy to feel like any level of resilience building or self-care or tending to our own nervous systems, it's so easy for it to feel like it's a selfish thing. And while I think it's really, really important, and I love watching when clients and program participants get to the place of really claiming it, but it's also really important for the world. And if we look around at the crazy of our world and the chaos of our world, if we were to sort of zoom out and get this image of all beings, all leaders, all participants, all humans having more regulated nervous systems, the state that we'd be in right now would be really, really different. So to the extent that we can show up in the world in our own state of regulation and grown capacity, the more we can do to serve and heal the world. Oh my God. I love it. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being Thank here. You. Thank you for having me. I talk to Kelly all the time and this episode has been a long time coming. So thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you so much. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change happens. It's where change comes from. And here's the deal. I feel like action has a bad rap these days because especially around here, we're trying to be super kind to ourselves, but we still do have to take steps. And so the way we're kind to ourselves is that we make the steps doable and we really focus on one thing at a time and we really integrate it into our lives in a kind way. And so hopefully one of these doable changes will really resonate with you this week. So here's our first one for my conversation with Kelly. Number one, orient yourself. This change has played such a crucial role in my own life. This one has just had a huge impact on me. When I first heard all about this from Kelly, it really shifted how I even just show up to sit down and do work. So I hugely recommend this is something that you focus on for a week of your life and then start to see how you fold it in everywhere. So this is about taking the time to orient yourself in your physical space. So when you're somewhere, right, sitting or standing or trying to get oriented, you look around you, you notice where you are, you notice your surroundings. This practice of looking around us is grounding and it can be calming and sometimes it can be activating for different people, but it grounds you in where you are right in the moment that you do it. And this practice it's something that Kelly started repeating in our monthly route in Flow 365, and I could see how the practice becomes more and more beneficial as it really becomes familiar and something that we keep practicing. So she runs it very sim similarly, and when I do it, I do it very similarly. I like mimic in my head what she's just done, and it, it becomes more and more orienting every time you orient, if that makes any sense. So this is one I highly recommend practicing. Number two, identify fight, flight, or freeze. Remember that the goal is not to be calm all the time. I know, as much as we want to. But we also 
we don't want to feel like we're being chased by lions all the time either, right? So start by simply noticing if you're in fight or flight or freeze mode. And notice if you have channels open to things that aren't those, right? So if you if you have channels open to love and connection and you can really connect with what it is that you want or what it is that you're doing. And notice if you can flow between modes or you're stuck in one. These are just some of the things that will tell you where you are. But if we can pause and identify, then we can know whether it's the right moment to make the next choice, right? Because we don't want to be making choices from fight, flight, or freeze. We want to work our way into something different in order to make choices. All right? I love that one. And it's funny because it seems so obvious, but sometimes just just committing to these doable changes can really help with the awareness of where you really are. Because I like to think that I'm never in fight, flight, or freeze, but that's just simply not true. So by bringing awareness to this, I can just sort of notice and be like, huh, interesting. Maybe I'm going to orient right now, right? Or maybe I'm going to take a deep breath, or maybe I need a nap. And that helps reset me. And then I can move forward. Then I can make a choice. All right, doable change number three. Notice signs that your nervous system is off. Our bodies often tell us when something is not quite right. Are you feeling anxious, having trouble sleeping, having digestive issues? Do you feel like you just can't settle down? Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you feel like you literally just can't get off the couch. So the the idea is we don't need to beat ourselves up. This is just an invitation to really start paying attention and observing the signs that you might need to make a change or make a shift to get your nervous system back on board. Does this make sense? All right. And please note that really with all of this nervous system stuff, this word is getting thrown out a lot right now. It's one of the reasons why I brought Kelly into Flow 365. She was actually already in Flow 365 because she's one of, she was a, a student. But when I figured out what she did, we brought her in to be a teacher about two years ago. And it's made a big difference to be guided. I show up to her sessions. It's made a big difference for me to be guided in these different modalities so that I don't get stuck in any of these places either. So it really does help in this situation to tune into yourself, tune into your nervous system. But if you don't have the tools, because most of us weren't taught these things, go looking for the tools, look for a practitioner, Um, come ask us anything, but look for a way that you can have guidance in really resetting your nervous system. All right. I will see you very soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. 
This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.